Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, it's 85 and sunny in Duval. State fans, what are you drinking? Get one for me. I'm T-minus two hours away. Plenty coming. Let's grab a taste. Man, it is great to be a Noel. Yeah, you were held hostage for just a little bit, but that's the world of Jimmy Sexton, and it's his world, and we all live in it, uh, providing enormous pay raises for Dan Lanning for Steve Sarkeesian, for Kalen DeBoer, and for Florida State's Mike Norvell. He's not going anywhere. Eight more years at Florida State. Going to cost you $10 million a season. And he was quoted as saying earlier today, it's only just begun. We've only just begun. Yeah, one of the great uh, wedding songs of all time. What's a great divorce song? You know, that's what I want to know. It's a great divorce because half those marriages end uh, anyway in divorce. And the other half, I mean, sure, you're happy, right? Friday night, 6 o'clock, instead of going out with the boys, celebrating Mike Norvell, celebrating Florida State. Yeah, and now you're going home to the lovely wife. What are you going to do tonight? Watch Netflix? Sounds like a really good time. No, honestly, um, have some fun. We're going to have fun here. I'm on an extra dose of happy pills. This is a great great thing. This is a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. What you don't have, you don't need it now. What you don't know, you can't feel it somehow, right? The rumors were incredible. Um, Yesterday as well with the NCAA dropping just a bomb on God's country, a bomb. It really feels that way. And when I say it, I sound like a whiner. But when others say it, it lends a little bit more, uh, at least in this case, national appeal. A lot of folks that I were really surprised, those who I thought have been up and against Florida State over the years, are like, are you kidding me? The latest year with the NCAA, they're going to single out Florida State. So, yeah, it, it does feel like Florida State is kind of in this thing against everyone else. And as much as Paul Feinbaum will drive Florida State fans crazy, I know Feinbaum for half my audience or three-quarters of my audience in SEC country, you love Feinbaum. I mean, he's a model as far as uh, his looks. He's a model as far as his uh, preparation and his professionalism. But what he says is law to so many of you. He was dead on when he said it right around Florida State being left out of the college football playoff. People in athletics hate Florida State, and they do. The ACC hates Florida State. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee hates Florida State. The NCAA 
hates Florida State. The other schools in the Atlantic Coast Conference hate Florida State. So what I think is very cool about all this is there's so much downtime now, right? What is it? Day 12 of January 2024. Embrace it, man. Embrace the heat. Embrace the hate. It's kind of a cool thing. Not many people have it. And what I mean by that is channel it with the mouthpieces. Channel it with those who have some power. It's not the case from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, because Florida State is consistently one of the most popular college football teams, period. People like to watch the brand. Florida State is a popular football team. But I'm talking about the so-called important people who open their mouths or get on their laptops and become very influential with what they are able to do. Embrace all this. There's only been a few teams that has ever been able to take this with them, the New York Yankees, right? At Notre Dame, Duke in basketball, the Miami Hurricanes. When Miami was real, man, when Miami had it going on, I mean, you know what it's like. There was such a fear factor. It was like Miami, you know, if you've ever been to, uh, well, that's a bad example. I was going to say Augusta. Unfortunately, Augusta, for 99.99999% of us, uh, you'll never get an opportunity to go, right? I was lucky to go once. But my deal is that if you take two steps out of Augusta, bro, you're, you're in the streets of Savannah. And it doesn't sound bad. It is. It's brutal. Okay? It's one of the scariest places on this planet. It's kind of like the Los Angeles Coliseum or the old uh, Orange Bowl in Miami. I mean, you walk outside of that, uh, that particular setting, you get lost. Man, you are in a very, very difficult neighborhood, right? That's the way it used to feel when you took on Miami. You know, they'd show up in Tallahassee with that tiny little pep band. It was like a 12-man band. And they had a couple of cheerleaders with them. And, and, but they, they, they just created fear, and, and there was hatred. Being hated can be so cool. If you embrace it, if you don't try to fight it, okay? Because remember, you are popular by others, but those who have a massive say in the industry are really down on you. As a matter of fact, I saw more people really support them when they were left out and more people really support them with the NCAA yesterday than I have perhaps in the in the last several years. So, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm just giving you a recommendation. I'm just giving you my opinion. Uh, I'm not telling you exactly how to do it, but uh, and I've always liked that. You know, I I always liked in wrestling. I always liked the bad guy. You know, the, the magnificent Morocco is my all-time favorite wrestler. You know, I love Black Jack Mulligan and Sergeant Slaughter, and I loved Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura. I mean, yeah, everyone likes the face. Everyone likes the good guy. Give me Bob Backlund. Give me Jimmy Snooker. Give me Andre the Giant. You know, give me all these great faces. Pedro Morales. I'm like, screw that, man. Give me the bad guy. Give me the villain. Give me someone who's going to mess some stuff up. And that's what Florida State has done right here. But this is good. The, the one question that I had about Florida State after getting blown out 63-3, to and I tweeted it. And unlike others, I live with it. I own it. 
I thought there was a cloud over Tallahassee, and there still may be. I thought the biggest challenge for Mike Norvell would be how do you eliminate this this cloud? How do you eliminate feel sorry for us, we got left out, and then we showed up, and half the team didn't play, and you got absolutely destroyed. How do you turn the page? How do you move on from that to focus on getting ready for what is next? Thankfully, there's a tremendous amount of time until now and when camp officially gets underway in August. Uh, The second part of all this, I, I, I just believe that everything that we've seen Everything that's happened, okay, the two five-star flips on signing day, what happened in the bowl game, the way that Norvell has responded in recruiting, the way that Norvell has again uh, gone just absolutely uh, insane with what he's been able to do with the transfer portal, okay, the NCAA coming in, and then that 48-hour window of Izzy Owen. And yes, it created unrest for you and a panic for you. And everyone, you know, everyone's going to handle things differently. I, I, I feel that JJ and I right here on our show, I, I feel like we steered you in the right direction. Spoke with a lot of people about that, a lot of former players. My buddy, big game, big game, James Coleman, told me straight out yesterday, he ain't leaving. Okay, I spoke with others as well, and it was... A little bit of a mixed bag, but but most were of the opinion, and some of that was based on sources and on facts. It was, he's not leaving. He's going to get paid, and he earned that paycheck. Uh, but I, I think after everything that has happened, I almost feel like that tweet that I had after the, the blowout in the Orange Bowl, I don't know if I feel that way, and it's only been two weeks. I can't, you know, I'll be interested to see what I feel like in two months. I'll be interested to see what I feel like, you know, after spring ga- uh, the spring game and, and after they wrap up spring ball in, in, uh, in April. So it is. It's a really good day uh, for Florida State. And, you know, in the world of college football now, there's, there's going to be some downtime. College football uh, cannot keep your attention. It cannot satisfy your appetite 12 months a year like we have in the National Football League. We, we, we just can't without rehashing the same old story here and there. As I've said all along, I think for you fans out there that, uh, that love the Jags, which are most of our listeners, this is going to be simply the most exciting and most um, outrageous offseason that we have ever had. If I was to bring in 10 members of the media and ask them to give me the top five decisions that this football team has to make, I feel pretty confident that Josh Allen would be one across the board. After that, two through five, respectfully from those 10, I think it would be totally different. And it's just going to be fabulous. I mean, it really is. Obviously, they're still in pursuit of a defensive coordinator. They've already been – you know, not allowed to interview a couple of different coordinators, both out in Carolina and Baltimore, respectively. But three other names have popped up, including a former Gator and Marquand Manuel, uh, Shane Brown, Chris Harris, among others. And I would think more to come. Still haven't heard anything on Leslie Frazier. Still haven't heard anything on Wink Martindale. Uh, but as this process continues to develop and something could come in tonight, uh, we will absolutely keep you in the know. So it's good to have you with us. It is a Friday edition headed towards the weekend. 
And again, for Florida State fans, and 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 I love this too because whenever I and it's fine if if I um if I wanted to ignore it or avoid it, I wouldn't mention it. But that's not the way I'm wired. Whenever I get in the Norvell like this, like I, I'm always going to get one or two obligatory. Hey, Baloo, you wanted him fired. Everyone listening who's a Florida State fan wanted that man fired after Jacksonville State. The difference between me and them is I own it, and I'll never walk away from it, okay? It was terrible. It was brutal. Frankly, it's unforgivable, all right? So I'm never going to backtrack. I'll own it. And there you have it. Do I want him to be the coach of that team now? Absolutely. If you've heard me all along, he's not perfect. He has made a lot of mistakes. But at the age of 41, I think his best coaching is ahead of him. He had his best recruiting class. He's having another very good transfer portal class. I'm I'm right a lot. I'm wrong a lot. I don't know what it is in this profession that petrifies people to show that you're human, to show that you're vulnerable, just like everyone else, to admit, hey, I was wrong. You know, there are times I'm right. Quincy Williams. I lost my stuff. Why are they cutting Quincy Williams, the guy that's made the Pro Bowl? Okay? They've drafted three linebackers since. One of them can't even get on the field. And Chad Muma, this same organization, this same decision maker, you cut a third-round pick. I know he was injured here. I get it. And the way that Jacksonville's scheme is is different than the way that the New York Jets got. I get all of that. I get it. Robert Sala happened to think pretty highly of him, didn't he? Didn't Robert Sala have him here at one point as the linebackers coach under Todd Wash? Pretty interesting stuff, really. So we got a lot to do here tonight, and uh, it's going to be a blast. Our final show before the weekend. We're about 20 minutes away. Make that about 30 minutes away uh, from going to Las Vegas. We're going to check in with the Philly Rooster. It is wild card weekend. Six games, and... And I, and I get it, for you a Jaguar fan, um, this is awful, okay? You should be playing. You should have a home game here, either tomorrow or Sunday, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you do not. And to make matters worse, there still feels like this organization is caught in quicksand, right? There's been a lot of rumors, a lot of stuff out there. Bulky wants this. Peterson wants that. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence wants this. And, and I'm happy. I would expect this. There should be unhappiness. There should be a division. I, I don't expect Trent Bulky and Doug Peterson um, for this to be a happy marriage right now. Bulky never wanted Peterson, right? Bulky wanted Eberflus or Leftwich or whoever. So, it's not even his guy. And you're not playing his second and third round pick like Strange and Bulk and, uh, and Tank, although Tank got a lot of burn in that final game. You're not uh, – last two games, actually, more than he had. You know, he didn't play against Tampa. I mean, that's just so outrageous. It, it really is. I mean, it just um, – the, the, the one-word definition of the 2023 Jacksonville Jaguars – I mean, why don't you give me that right now? Six four one ten ten. 
on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. I, I don't think you can give me a better word to describe the Jaguars this year than miscommunication. Give me a better word. Just one word. 641-1010 on the text line. Can you give me a better one right now, JJ, to begin the show than miscommunication? Maybe you go Led Zeppelin with two words. Uh, maybe you go communication breakdown. I'm going to go with regression. Okay. I like it. I like it. I can't believe I just said communication breakdown because that's two words. You know what our listener is going to do now? Give me seven, eight, nine, ten words, paragraph, <clears throat> war, war and peace. Miscommunication. I absolutely believe there's something going on there. I mean, there's no explanation for Doug Peterson not playing Tank, uh, not playing Tank Bigsby at the end of the, the Tampa game when you're down 30 to 6. See what he's got. And do you agree that maybe they'll – didn't you see a little something in weeks – in games 16 and 17 that's, that, that made you say, hmm, maybe there's a chance for Tank in 2024 after – and again, I listen to you. I listen to you religiously. You were done with him. Okay? It's like you were done with Tyson Campbell. They're eight games into his rookie year. You guys were dumb with Tank. Didn't you, didn't you honestly feel that way? Oh, maybe there is a little bit something there. He was apparently supposed to get that ball at goal line during miscommunication. When Trevor Lawrence called his own number, but there was miscommunication where you had your starting center and right guard pulling to the right. And Trevor Lawrence running straight into the gap where... There was not one Jaguar player. So it is baffling. It's rumor. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I would expect them to be at odds. Nine and eight wasn't good enough. Not when you're eight and three. So, yeah, it was Tank. Uh, excuse me, yeah, it was Trent Balky. He had his fingerprints all over the release of, uh, of Quincy Williams. There's no question about it. So give me that to get things started. One word. Again, I hate to be the guy, but I think it's going to be difficult to come up with a better term than uh, miscommunication. Uh, JJ just offered up regression, which is a pretty good one as well. All right, let's get things started with the good folks over at Shmunez Vision. Here we are, already two weeks into January. Time is flying. When is the last time you've had your eyes checked, right? And what's it like when you go to the eye doctor? It's one of those deals where you go in, you wait, you're supposed to see him at 1. They finally get to you around, you know, 135, 140. They're running behind, and they get to you, and it's like, do this, do that, blank, yeah, yeah, get him in, get him out. You know, it's almost like taking it to, a, a, you know, an auto dealer and getting an oil change. We're talking about your eyes. Schmunez vision. The best around. They care. They're going to bring in less clientele because they spend more time with them. And families go there and they come back. Uh, they absolutely come back. I know I do. Been going there forever. Eight and a half years. Found a problem in my right eye. Had surgery by Dr. Neil Schmunez. Issues you may have right now with your eyes. The weather's changed, right? I mean, a beautiful day today, as we know, 85 and sunny. But the rest of the week's been kind of off. And... Does that have an effect on your eyes? You're driving home now after work. Your eyes are not nearly as strong as they were when you got up this morning. It's all normal, but you have to take care of them. 
What they have is just out of this world. You're talking about more than 30 years experience when it comes to laser eye surgery, and they offer so much more. Just go to the website, schmunezvision.com. Care you can see. Everything is explained to you right there. Schmunezvision.com. Please take care of your eyes. I mean that. I, I think it's one part of our body that we don't spend as much time with. And um, I do recommend them highly. All right. We got plenty to do. J.J. LaSalva, let's check in with him on the other side. Let's come back, talk about this wild and crazy day in the world of college football. Did Alabama get their man? It's little known about Kalen DeBoer, right? Certainly in these parts, the closest he's ever been to Tuscaloosa is Indiana. I mean, look at his resume. It's absolutely out of this world. But he's a young coach, and they certainly feel as though they got the right guy. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Got plenty of pro football stuff to get into, including the latest on the Jaguars and their defensive coordinator search. All of that coming up on Into the Night. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Run pass, block left, block right, two tires, four tires. Lay up, go for the stick. Pinch, pinch. I'm, never mind, I'm out in a hockey town. You don't know what pinch means. Give me one word. This would be two from Zepp. I'm going with miscommunication, not communication breakdown. The great J.J. LaSalva went with regression. And I like it. Which I believe we saw from the coaching staff as well as the star quarterback, as well as lots of players on the roster this year. What's coming up with us as far as programming? So at 6.45-ish, if you want to continue or if you want to listen to J.U.U.N.F., that's when their pregame show will be starting on 1010 AM and the 1010 app. If you want to continue listening to us, which we hope you do, we're on 92.5 FM and, of course, the 92.5 app, as well as YouTube, which is my preferred way of listening. Yeah, I've been uh, diving into YouTube a little bit. Need to get better, but it's certainly uh, a lot better than what I did a year ago. Let me pull it up right now. UNF favored by 5.5 tonight, total 144.5. I don't know what they're getting over at... uh, uh, Joey's pool hall right now, and if the odds are different there, but uh, f- uh, UNF favored, and they're eight and nine on the year. Ju nine and seven. As far as uh, Linux Sun conference play, UNF one and one. Jacksonville zero and two. If you want to watch the game, keep it on AM or listen to the game, keep it on AM ten ten, and absolutely enjoy the River City Rumble. If you want to listen to us, as JJ just said, uh, grab the ninety two point five app. Go to ninety two point five on. Your radio dial or pull us up on YouTube. And that is how you can do it. Look at the words coming in. Unmotivated. Incompetence. Cluster. Lost. Uh, I don't even know what that word is from the 5840. Um, Trying to figure it out. Uninspired. Underperforming. Uh, got a bunch of wrestling stuff in here. King Kong Bundy, the ultimate war. Yeah, that's right. I went off on a little bit of a wrestling 
reference earlier. I've always liked the bad guy. Am I the only one out there like the bad guy? And I'm not talking about now in life because we get angry and you like bad things, but uh, even as a kid, right? Like Vader. I mean, I was, you know, listen. Everybody liked Darth Vader. I was like, Mommy, Daddy, I've been a good boy this year. What's Santa bringing me? By the way, I can't wait to see Blackjack Mulligan put the claw on Andre the Giant. My parents were like, what's wrong with him? You know, he's supposed to watch cartoons and cry when Bambi's mom dies and, and, and want the good guys. And I'm like, no, I want the bad guys to win. I do read these novels now because I can't find any more good true crime books. I've read them all. So I just read the, um, you know, I read C.J. Box and I read the Prey series by John Sanford and I read a lot of stuff by James Patterson. Oh, I'm trying to think of the last one I just read. I just read three of them. I think his last name is Shay. Maybe if my GF is listening, she'll tell me. But I, I you know, and for the most part in every one of these books, the cop gets the, the bad guy at the end. But since it is fiction... Do you ever find yourself rooting for the bad guy? Do you ever find yourself wanting, you know, him to get away? And I'm not talking about, like, Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or stuff like that. I'm talking about real legitimate uh, criminals. And it's not because I want bad things to happen, but it's different, right? I mean, the whole world wants a happy ending. What's better than a happy ending? No matter what, cha- we watched that new one that came out on Netflix. What's the one with all the rage? I couldn't get into it because it was based in London. And the way those people talk just drive me insane. Can you imagine living in London, having to deal with that accent? Downton Abbey? I mean, that's not new. No, it's like, um, for the love of, uh, what have you, uh, don't fool me once, maybe? Was that it? Fool me once? It's kind of like. Yes, Fool Me Once is a television thriller series. Set in the UK. The the GF loved it. I gave it like a half an eye. I was reading and doing everything else. I just couldn't get into it. It, it feels like every show now, once you're in the middle of a scene, you've got to go back in time. Seriously. Is there, is there been a show written where you are just in the now and you stay in the now? No. Everything takes you back into earlier in life. Have you noticed that about the writing lately in Hollywood? Like like a flashback episode or that the yeah. show is based in the past? They, they like take you to the past to tell you where they are now and explain what happened a decade and, ago or and whatever. And they'll do a whole series like Yellowstone has two prequel series, like 18-whatever and 1902. Yeah. So they like at the very end of the show, and I guess I, I won't spoil it for you, if you haven't seen it. Does the queen die? But it isn't necessarily a happy ending. Okay, I like that. And, well, I look up and it's like 18 years later and I'm like, damn. I'm like, they're going to put 18 years on this girl? How are they going to pull that off? Because she, she looks a little bit like, to me, the main actress. She looks like the girl from uh, uh, from um, formerly of uh, Good Morning Football. We were talking about her off air. Kay Adams. She does. She looks a little bit like Kay Adams. Michelle Keegan. Mm-hmm. She does a nice job. Again, I didn't give it my full attention. Yeah. I can't do films based in London. I can't do anything in London. Now, do you guys put the closed captioning on when you watch English shows? I don't watch them. Okay. They're basically angry. The weather's terrible, and 
Yeah, what about Snatch? That accent. Yeah, never really got into Snatch. Did I miss Whoa, out? Oh, yes. Snatch yep. is a great film. You would love that movie. Maybe I'll go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, maybe turn the subtitles on. Okay. Jaguar fans have gone from, I'll never, I'm never going to do it again. That's it. I'm done. I love it. That's my favorite thing in sports. That's it. I'm done. You didn't fire Balky. That's it. I'm not renewing my tickets. Every single one of you, you're going to renew your tickets. You're going to go back. Okay? I, I understand fans. I'm one. I understand you. And that's what gets everyone out there wanted Mike Norvell fired when he lost four straight, when he lost the Jackson. You come back. Right? You're going to come back to this Jaguar team. These weeks and months are going to go by. They're going to make some decisions in free agency. They're going to make some decisions in the NFL draft. They obviously are going to have to restructure a lot of contracts. You're going to come back. And then you're going to get with your buddies or you're going to get with your wife and you're going to say, it's time to go to the obligatory Jaguar road game. Great Jaguar fans do that. They pick one game a year. It's a brilliant idea. It's it's a lot of fun. Let me be the first to tell you right now, don't go to London. It's awful. It, it, it's terrible. There's, I can't say one good thing about London outside of maybe some hole-in-the-wall dive bars, which I enjoyed, that were around Wembley when we stayed there year after year after year. It's just so overrated. If you put overrated and underrated into categories, the most overrated part of the Jacksonville Jaguars is London. So don't waste your time going over there. I mean, go to Indianapolis, for crying out loud. Go to Nashville. Go to Houston. Go, go to any, anywhere else on the road. Uh, here's a guy who gives it one word. You know what he said? Uh, 6476, he says, Jaguars. I like it. That's mean. Choke. But I'll allow it. Pretenders. Uh, I don't know what that word is. I'm not going to say it. I don't want to get in trouble, especially on a Friday. How about an exclusive on Into the Night? Uh, where'd he go? Milk Toast is a good one. <laughs> um, we had a caller said dysfunctional, yeah. uninspired, lost, unmotivated. Uh, my buddy Woody says K Adams is my jam. <laughs> yeah, I Now, agree. help me out. I'm a little bit older than you. Is jam a good thing? That's like saying it's... I'm assuming he means it like, you know, when you say, oh, that's my jam, like when a song comes on. Oh, I love this song. Like, yeah, Kay Adams, that's, I'm into that. I like that. Okay. You know. Like, I'm a fan. A lot of husbands and wives, like secretly, it's like their own little handshake. They allow like one cheat. It's like if you were given the opportunity, you know, well, we've already made this agreement that if this guy went after my wife, I'd allow it. And <laughs> when then most if, of the time he's. If this girl went after my husband, I like, yeah. and it's like the hottest one in Hollywood. Yeah. You know this. Like, oh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, wow. You would cheat on your wife with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. You know, most of these animals out there are actually cheating on their wives with, like, the fat girl at work. So, like, of course you would cheat on her with Jennifer Aniston, sir. Discombobulated from my buddy Chad as well. Hey, real quick, I'm, and I'm not going to out the person because I have respect. Led Zeppelin's from London. That's true. Oh, yeah. Listen, I love music. I love music from yes, London. Yes. Right. I absolutely love. I mean, my favorite bands are from over there. U2 from Ireland. Led Zeppelin from London. Pink Floyd. The Rolling Stones. 
my highest ranked American band of all time is Bruce from New Jersey. And then the Doors uh, from Los Angeles. I got the Who, the Police, uh, Britain, London, Ireland. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. But would you ever want to live there? I mean, look outside right now. That's London. Cold and rainy. That's, I mean, if you want to do that, you might as well move to Seattle. Move to Portland. I don't want to out the guy, but this is one of the greatest stories of all time, and it, and it fits into the category of, uh, well, you know, my wife and I, we have this agreement that we're allowed one cheat. Um, decades ago, there was a girl at a local golf course here in town who was getting ready to leave, a cart girl, and she was moving to another city. I don't know what it was. She was getting married, whatever it was, and uh, a friend of mine said to her, well, you know, we ought to hook up and, and, and do the nasty before you leave. And she looks at him and says, I could never do such a thing. You're married. And he responds and he says, I could tell my wife and she wouldn't believe me. Hilarious. I thought it was one of the great. Hilarious. But if you actually were there for the correspondence. It's a great line. And you saw this man compared to seeing this woman, okay? I mean, we're not talking about an even match here. We're not talking about an even match as far as the eyes are concerned. We're not talking about an even match as far as age was concerned. And it was one of the, it was just, uh, it was just brilliant, man. So many great things happen on a golf course. No wonder all you wives out there can't stand it when your husbands go out and play golf. All 152 golfers hit on the one cart girl. Something to be very uh, uh, alerted about. Speaking of which, I was over at Cimarron yesterday. I didn't play, but uh, had a nice lunch right there in their brand new clubhouse, restaurant, bar area. They've totally redone the greens, totally redone the tee boxes, the fairways, incredibly affordable price right there on 210. Again, I still get them daily, but I want more. As soon as this weather cleans up a little bit, I want you to give Cimarron an opportunity, then get to me at 641-1010 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. I think you're going to be absolutely blown away by the improvements, the new ownership, and the money that has been put into this course. And be honest with me, as, as I know you always are, and let me know what you think. I would not be telling you this if I didn't believe in it, okay? It's as simple as that. I wouldn't put my name on it. Uh, it's all part of the 210 Mafia, and that's always a great thing. Nice golf courses right there, down 210. You got to give – see, because golf courses can be like a restaurant, right? If you go and you have a bad, uh, a bad uh, experience, you're not going to go back, right? A lot of people will look at Cimarron and say, no way, man. That place was a dog track the last time I was out there. The place was awful. And there's some uh, credence to that. New ownership, new money, a totally new-looking golf course with the improvements they've made. Go out there, give it a shot, and let me know. 641-1010. The Philly Roosters coming up next. Let's go to Vegas and check the money. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Las Vegas is where we go. 
He is the Philly Rooster. Joins us each and every Friday right here on Into the Night with Rick Palou. Mr. Rooster, how are you, sir? Rick, how you doing, my friend? I'm ready for the playoff weekend. Do you ever play any of these coaching props where the next coach is going to go? I generally don't. Uh, the Philly Godfather is amazing at the futures and the props. Uh, I kind of follow him a little bit. But if I, I mean, there's been times in the past where you get a little inside information. Uh, you try to hit it, but the limits are very low. And I don't like any odds where they don't give you two-sided action. Yeah. So just for instance, if they used to tell me uh, the Cowboys are 20 to one to win the Super Bowl, I want to say, okay, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So what do I have to lay, you know, against the field? And they don't do that in futures. It's just, they just give you a number they make up. Yeah. Uh, You've been doing this forever. Can you think of two days like you just saw with Saban and Belichick and Pete Carroll and, and Mike Vrabel let go the way they were? Nothing ever like it. And and out of left field, you know, the Andy Reid Reed thing shocked me in Philly because he had one bad year going 4-12 and 12 and, you know, one of his kids died for Christ's sake. And Philly ran him out of town and that, that shocked me, but I kind of knew it was coming. These three, the the Pete Carroll thing blows my mind. I I think more than the Vrabel thing. I mean, Seattle's viable. They're a good team. I I, I don't get it. I think think all three of these teams are in for some bad times. All right, last question before the games, but I know you're very well connected, and that certainly includes Philadelphia. It feels like they could be a mystery team for Belichick, and a lot of people are kind of sniffing around the NFC East. If Sirianni or McCarthy was to lose this weekend – could you see Belichick in Philly or Dallas? Yeah, well, Philly's a weird uh, football town because, well, I just mentioned the Andy Reid thing, and just think of Doug Peterson. Guy wins a Super Bowl after uh, 50 years, finally gives us a Super Bowl, and the town could not wait to run him out of town. And Jeffrey Lurie listens to the fans. It's it's bizarre. But the one thing we have going for us is the greatest executive that yeah. has ever lived. And when you have Howie Roseman, you can kind of plug and play coaches because you know you're going to get amazing deals and a team delivered to your doorstep. So I wouldn't be against the Belichick thing. I think Sirianni's more of a, a clapper guy, kind of like Jason Garrett. Um, and I think you give us Belichick, put together a defense here, and it, it, it could be worth a couple rings. Yeah, Roseman's interesting, man. He gets into it with the fans, home and away. He doesn't uh, turn his back on on anything. But a very interesting guy and, and obviously a very good decision maker there in Philadelphia. All right, let's look at the games. Uh, let's begin tomorrow. Uh, Cleveland at Houston. We thought this game would be here in Jacksonville. Obviously, it is not. What do you make here about the Browns? Um, Obviously, they rested some guys a week ago, including Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, this game opened one and a half, 43. It's up to two and a half, 44 and a half. Uh, The public money's on Cleveland here. I mean, 62% of the bets, 64% of the money. You got a Cleveland team that's four and three against playoff teams, and Texans are two and two against playoff teams. So it's kind of a toss up there. But I'll tell you, I like the Texans at home here. Home field advantage is huge. Flacco's a turnover machine. That defense is not as good on the road as it is at home. I'm going to take three here. I'm waiting. I I think the public's going to push this up, and I think the sharp money will be on the Texans. All right, Cleveland, uh, you think, gets to three. You're going to take Houston 
uh, to get it done here at home. Tomorrow night, uh, we were just talking a little bit about the weather. My God, the difference between uh, Miami sneaking out of there, then going to Kansas City. It could be a difference of about 50 degrees from uh, South Beach to uh, to Kansas City. What do you make of this matchup? And again, both teams, um, you know, have, have dealt with some injuries and, and also have sat out, you know, particularly Kansas City, set out quite a few offensive players last week. Yeah, this game opened one and a half, 47 and a half. It's going nowhere but up. Kansas City, it's up to four and a half. The total dropped, obviously, with the weather down to 44. But 58% of the bets and 47% of the money are on Kansas City. And I'll tell you, at three, I kind of leaned Kansas City. I would have rather seen two and a half. But you're talking about a team that's one in four against other playoff teams. Now, Miami is also terrible. They're one in five. But give me four and a half here in crazy weather on a Miami team that, you know, they're not prolific at running, but neither are the Chiefs. I mean, Pacheco, can he get it going? I don't know. I'll just take the points here, take a shot, because that weather's crazy. Did you say 47% of the money is on Kansas City? Yeah, so a little less than 50%. So when you see a lot of the bets on one team and the number of the money is on the other team, that tells you that the bigger money, sharper bets are on Miami here. Hmm. All right, Philly Rooster, hey, tell the folks out there how they can get a hold of you and – you know, uh, on Twitter and what have you with uh, all your plays, including it's your time of the year with College Hoops underway. Yeah, I'm at Philly Rooster on Twitter. Uh, I left the Philly Godfather temporarily because this college, it just takes up too much of my time. And I I don't want to be on there and not give the right information. So kind of taking a hiatus there from the phillygodfather.com. But uh, as soon as college basketball is over, I'll be back. Yeah, I, I reached out to you. Um, uh, you know, I the only surprise that I had more than Nick Saban abruptly leaving is you leaving the Philly Godfather. I was like, what, what, what's going on here? Yeah, we're lifelong friends, best friends. And I just went to him and I said, look, I, I'm not doing right by my customers because when I get engrossed into college basketball and I don't have time to tweet as much as I should and give out the information that I should, it's not fair to the customers. So took a hiatus, gave out some refunds, and uh, I'll be back in action in, in March. Sounds good. Rams and Lions. Obviously, Matt Stafford returns to Detroit. Uh, so, you know, well, let me ask you, what, what is the pressure on Detroit? You hear Cleveland, you hear Detroit, you think of two old organizations that have never won a Super Bowl. They've struggled once you get into the month of uh, January. Does that apply with this team? It does. I mean, they're, they're expected to win this game. They're at home. Against a team, you know, they have a better record. Uh, Unfortunately, they're up against a Rams team that's kind of gelling at the right time. But you look at this game. uh, You got a 2-6 and team, Rams, against other playoff teams. A a Lions team that's 3-4, and but there's kind of an asterisk there because of the Dallas game. I mean... You are. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're three and three, or they they would be four and two against playoff teams. So I take that into consideration. And you got 72 percent of the bets and 88 percent of the money on the Rams, which to me is crazy on the road. I mean, I know they're playing well, and I know they they have a Super Bowl ring under them. But I love the Lions here. This team is much better. They basically beat Dallas at home, who's supposedly the class of the NFC at this point. 
I, I'm I'm big on the Lions here. It's one of my biggest bets of the weekend. All right, there you have it. Taking uh, Detroit at home, and that'll be the final game coming up on Sunday night. And then we will have three days worth of football Monday night. Philadelphia goes to Tampa Bay. Your thoughts here? Yeah, this game opened one and a half, forty-four and a half. Philly's getting some love. I have no idea why. As bad as they've been playing, but they're three and forty-three and a half now. About 60% of the bets and 63% of the money is on Philly here. And I hate to do it on live radio, but I got to go with Philly here. I just think Tampa Bay will not be able to get this done. I don't like their quarterback in high-pressure situations. And as bad as the, the Eagles have looked, if they can put together a win here, you know, it could kind of push them into Dallas, who – is a major rivalry team, and be ready to play. So I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Uh, that'd be very interesting coming up in a week, no doubt about that. All right, Philly Roosters, just say goodbye. How do the folks get a hold of you on Twitter? At Philly Rooster, follow me. I give out the Rooster Hotline games. I'll be giving out a bunch of college stuff uh, all day Saturday as I get time in between firing away. All right. Best of luck in all your plays, Philly Rooster. Thank you. Take care, Rick. There he goes, Philly Rooster. And uh, – Playing some dogs here. Let's see. Two dogs, two favorites, including one on the road, playing Philadelphia as a favorite on the road at Tampa Bay. JJ and I will make our picks coming up at some point uh, next hour. Yeah, I was really shocked. I mean, Saban got some of you out there with his retirement. Uh, when Philly Rooster announced that he was leaving Philly Godfather, I was like, can I still go on? Can I still do a radio show? And I reached out to him, and uh, there's no bad blood. It's... The forte for Philly Rooster is college basketball, which on the surface, and J.J., I know I've asked you this before, but just on the surface, I would think that is the hardest sport to handicap because there are so many teams, and it's tough to get information on all But he teams. gave like a, a, a good reason why he does that. He's like, if you just can find one or two conferences that are off the beaten path, and just really focus on them the entire season, you're going to be able to find numbers and, you know, that look too good or not good enough or whatever that you probably wouldn't if you're just betting on the Kansases, you know, Michigan States, the big teams, Dukes. So I think that because there is so many teams helps him out because mm-hmm. he just picks out, I don't know what, you know, Ohio Valley or whatever uh, and just focuses on these. Like, Imagine being an expert on the Atlantic Sun. You know, yeah, I was thinking about asking him. UNF versus <laughs> JU or something like I that. I didn't want to put him on the spot. I know he's really good, but I, I was going to be, hey, what do you like tonight, UNF <laughs> or, or JU? But, I mean, you've got literally uh, a couple hundred of those games yeah. that are going on. And, it, I, I mean, to be able to – listen, whether you do well or not, getting information on the NFL is easy. Everywhere you go, there is information on the NFL. Trends and everything. College football, big games, easy. The numbers certainly expand, especially against, um, you know, directional schools and non-conference games. But still, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, college basketball. And, you know, as I always said, when I worked back in Chicago, a good buddy of mine, Peter Brown, um, he used to have – and make the most of his money wagering on the WNBA. And he said the reason for that is that so few people, and this is going back 20 years ago, 
were invested in it, watched it, studied it, researched it, and there was a lot of money to be made there. So if you are playing, best of luck to you. Again, six big games this weekend. Uh, JJ and I will make our picks coming up in hour number two. You can join the program on that. Again, still asking for one word to uh, describe the Jaguars in the 2023 season. I have gone with miscommunication. JJ has gone with regression. We've received a couple hundred of them from you, so uh, it is appreciated. But uh, we'll read some more of these interesting ones as well. Let's come back, talk about this a little bit. Um, Also want to get into what happened today at both Florida State and Alabama. So that's all coming up in our second hour. We've only just begun to live. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Ah, yes, you're the one. You've always been the one. Wrong. It's your fourth marriage. (laughs) I want the... We know this is a great wedding song. We want a great divorce song, right? What's a great divorce song on a Friday night? Asking you people for a lot. One word on the Jags in 2023. Oh, I feel for you people right now, man. Getting out of work. Been a just a brutal week. No sun. Like, oh man, I want to go out and have a couple of cocktails with the boys, but new. No. Time to come home, see the wife, put on Netflix, get up tomorrow morning, do some shopping, maybe clean the debris in your front and backyard. I got a golf time schedule for tomorrow. You know it's going to rain. My last three tee times have been rained out. Any idea? I never – JJ's our official meteorologist. He hops on the uh, – the Doppler. I, so I what time to do are that. we talking? It's early, man. I'm playing at like 9.30. No rain, but very cold and very cloudy. No sun whatsoever tomorrow, uh, but no rain. You know what that means? Irish cream tomorrow, bro. I'm going to do it. Love that. Some Irish coffee. Maybe an Ir- Maybe I'll kick my diabetes in with some Irish oh. hot chocolate if I miss like an early putt. Really ramp things up. I, I, I just got a text here from my, my oldest daughter who moved to Paris. She got her first shift tonight. I guess it's like an it's an Irish-Scottish bar. So does she text you or is it on like what's – did you have to download like WhatsApp? No, it's, she, it's – Okay, so she could text. Yeah, she's got her new number. So you, it, it goes plus. Oh. And then it goes – it's like a – it's almost like a social security number instead of a telephone number. It's two numbers, one, two numbers, two numbers, two numbers, two numbers. And, you know, it's six hours in front of us there in Paris. So she said it went really well. It was her first shift. And, you know, I asked her what drinks uh, she was making. She said she mainly poured beer, but she made some Moscow, uh, Moscow mules, tequila okay. sunrises, Jaeger bombs, and lots of tequila shots. So classics, nothing too crazy. The Moscow Mule. Now that's the one that's served in the copper yes, glass, right? Exactly. It's got like uh, it's a combination vodka. of vodka and beer, like an it's IPA like a or ginger beer. Ginger or something. beer, yeah. 
Okay. Not my favorite. Now. Very, like, limey. I don't think I've ever done a radio show where I have asked so much out of our listeners. I mean, is there a more listener-friendly in the intuition that goes back and forth between JJ and I and you? You are so damn involved in this program. It's, it's just amazing. But let me know. Is she playing me here or not? Because I need to find this out. You know how I feel about it? And, 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 you know, I've said forever, I went to London every year with the Jags. London's awful. I never want to go to London again. I'm not thrilled that my daughter's in Paris. I don't want to go to Paris. I just don't want to do it. But now that she's a bartender, hmm, that could change things um, a little bit. But she just said this. Uh, where, the, where the heck is it? Uh, you know, I reminded her that, that uh, number one, I'm a professional drinker, which is under the category of being an outstanding parent. I also said that, you know, I've noticed that the bar service isn't what it once was. Attention to your customers and a smile will really help you as far as tips. I said, remember, I was a bartender once for four years in Tallahassee. As a matter of fact, that's how I met your mom. She responds to me and says, most definitely. Yeah, I've been very friendly and engaging in conversations. The culture is different here, though. I don't think they tip. It's not super common, maybe a euro or two. So I'm like, really? They don't tip? And she's like, no. So is this true? Yes. Or is she providing providing a little (laughs) bit of gamemanship here to have me be like, what? In the future. They don't tip? Yeah, she might be like, hey, send me a couple hundred bucks. Dad, you need to send a couple hundred? (laughs) I'd gladly send a couple hundred. So what do you think? Am I getting played here? Is no, this legit? that's real. That uh, that's a very European thing. Tipping is. I'm assuming though, like if you're a bartender here, you don't even make minimum wage. You know, like your hourly is probably way low, probably like five six bucks. Same with waiters, they don't make as much hourly. They make it all on tips over there. I'm hoping that she gets paid pretty well hourly to cover that. But, yeah, that's not part of the culture, man. I wish – why can't we have that? That's awful. That sounds awesome. Oh, my God, everybody asks for tips here. That is awful. You'll go to a Zaxby's or, like, a place where you just walk up to the desk or the, the counter and they'll have a tip jar. Like, no. Well, yeah, and if you – not Zaxby's, but just a place like that where you walk to the counter, and it's like, dude, no. Oh, yeah, you do regular – you walk into the place, order a sandwich. Go get it yourself. Give it your card. Yourself. Then all of a sudden they turn around, it's like 15, 18, 20% <laughs> yeah. other. And I always tip. I mean, I do. I, I just – I'm a great Always been a good tipper, at yeah. places where I'm supposed to tip. But how poor is that with the culture that you, you don't even – where else do you not tip? All right, so apparently you don't there. I'm assuming it's in most everywhere besides America, dude, honestly. Like, I know for a fact my my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, excuse me, oh, my God. You already have a girlfriend? Is your (laughs) wife aware of this? My wife is half Colombian. So, like, uh, her family, when they come over here, dude, we were at a restaurant, and our bill was $90, and they put down a five. (laughs) And I was like, nope. I was like, I'll handle the rest, like, because we have to come back here. But, like, that to them is, and there was three of them. That to them was like, all right, it's decent. 
and they're obviously from Colombia. They don't speak any English. But yeah. like, I I think that's just common everywhere besides here. So it's basically just here then. Yeah. I, I, I was boy. I guess I thought I knew. I could be wrong about that. Could be more Western places like Australia out there, but I know for a fact South America does not play that. And neither does Europe. Yeah, we're getting texts. They don't they don't tip in Europe. Okay. You know, when I outside of London, where I went every year, I mean, typically when I leave the country, I, I go tropical, and you know, a lot of times I'm in those resorts or oh, they take tips down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's no question. Yes, there's no doubt. Uh, my buddy Adam Pearsall is still on a high after Michigan won the national title. He's one of our clients here with Premier Home and Finance. Um, just going nuts here on Michigan. And uh, had some interesting words on the uh, on the Jags as well. He wants me to bring up the Red Wings as well. No, I'm not bringing up the Red Wings. Two of the original six. The Bruins really struggled out on the road. I didn't even watch the game last night, losing in Vegas against Bruce Cassidy. Uh, my divorce. I'm looking for a divorce song. Um, oh, we got a couple on the text. What do you line. have? Um, I divorced the Boston Bruins. One that we can't play, but the radio edited version is Forget You, but uh, you can, you know, y- use common sense to realize what song he's talking about uh, by CeeLo Green. Do you remember that one? No. F-U-N. Mm-hmm. Um, best divorce song ever, ACDC, if, if you want blood. Oh, if you want blood, you got it. Okay. I've never heard that one. Not uh not familiar with that one. Not even close to uh, Jay Giles Love Stinks. Yeah, but that's that's pop. That's that's not even a good Jay Giles song. <laughs> I remember working with Cole Pepper in the in the nineties of the ball. He's like, Cole Jay Giles only has two good songs. I'm like, Cole Pepper, guess what? I love you, bro, but I'll never ask you for your musical opinion again if you think Jake Giles has only two good songs. Yeah, Love Stinks and uh, and uh, Centerfold. <laughs> the worst ones. Uh, yeah, so people talking about Asia. Um, in Japan, it's disrespectful to tip. Uh, my wife has- It's disrespectful <laughs> yeah. to tip. This guy, other guy says, my wife has friends in South Korea, and they tell her that they do not tip there. Hmm. So it's everywhere, dude. I mean, it makes sense if you walk into a place and it says that the meal is $15 for you to be able to pay $15. Only here are we like, well, you know, it's you should probably give 20% of that as well on top of it. And if you had good service, you should probably give even more. The late G.G. Allen's got to have a song, <laughs> right? Are you wow. familiar with him? Oh, of course I am. A name I haven't heard in a long, long time. He's gotta have he's gotta have something about a breakup. If you guys aren't familiar, he was the one he would like cut himself on stage and be like bleeding profusely. Well he defi- on a- he defecate yeah, on stage exactly. and throw feces yeah. at, at people. Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean he hated everyone. And and it was Is he still alive? No, no, no. He ninety three died. He uh he overdosed. Makes sense. It was a heroin overdose. The documentary on Gigi Allen is one of the very underrated. And if you've seen what, like, his family, it's it's actually so gross, I'm not going to mention it on, on radio. It, it's not. It's uh, what, what they do now 
to uh, to keep making money and how they go about it. It's Ugh, it's be, it's beyond gross, and I'm not even going to say it here. Did you know on his this show. his born birth name? Jesus Christ Allen. Yeah. Oh, he comes from a he comes from a messed up family. He really does. But I mean, this guy was. You know, you can basically find where you can say something nice about everyone. Maybe it's difficult, but there's something there nice that you can say. You, you can't about Gigi Allen. No. But, man, I would have loved to have seen one of his shows. Absolutely. I didn't need to be in the front row, but it would have been cool to see one of his shows, kind of leaning up against the bar. Because, you know, he only played clubs and stuff like that. He was never. He wasn't selling out Daly's place. No, it was certainly a, a, an underground. Yeah, he couldn't sell out Daly's place, but he, he could sell out, like, Dos Gatos like across Pete's the street. or something. Yeah, that, that would be it for him. A bar crowd, a bar band. But, yeah, the document, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's one that really is live footage and then what his family has done after. The part with the family is, is bizarre. All right, let's get back to sports. Let's do that. The latest on the Jaguars. The latest on Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer is 104-12 and 12 in his career. 104-12. and 12. Guys, you know, with Sioux Falls, he was 67-3. and three. At Fresno State, he went 12-6. and six. And with the Washington Huskies, man, he went 25-3. and three. He's 104-12. It's, it's just incredible. He, he's actually a little bit older than I thought he was. I thought he was in his very early 40s. He's not. He's 49, which is really young as a head coach. I mean, that's not a concern. He could be in Bama for the next 20-plus years. But he was born in South Dakota. He played football in South Dakota at Sioux Falls. Um, you look at his coaching career, man, he's never been anywhere close to here. He was in Carbondale at Southern Illinois. He went from Sioux Falls to a Washington High School, back to Sioux Falls. Southern Illinois is an offensive coordinator. Eastern Michigan is an offensive coordinator. Fresno State as an offensive coordinator. Indiana in 2019 is an offensive coordinator. And then, you know, became the head coach at Fresno State for two years and at Washington for two years. He, he has never been anywhere near the Southeastern Conference. Um, does it matter? I, I don't know the answer to that. I think the biggest problem here is he's the guy who replaced the guy. And that is problematic. It always has been. The guy who replaces the guy. And, you know, you look at Bama, you look at Post Bear Bryant. Okay, Gene Stallings did a real nice job, won a national title. You know, look what happened after Gene Stallings. Uh, the Mike DeBose debacle. Uh, Mike Price rolling around with, you know, strippers and prostitutes in Pensacola. Um, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula. They didn't catch lightning in a bottle. Every organization goes through this. Every university goes through this. There's a downtime with every school. It's it's not too often to hit home run, home run, home run. Right? For every Steve Spurrier, there's a Ron Zook. For every Urban Meyer, there's a Will Muschamp and a, and a, and a McIlwain. Uh, Florida State's been on a nice roll here. Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher. Willie Taggart. Now you keep Mike Norvell. 
which is just incredible for Florida State fans. But it's very uncommon. Look at Georgia. Look at all those years with Jim Donnan and um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I can't even think of the Saturday. Uh, uh, the name has escaped me right now. Former head coach of the uh, of the Georgia Bulldogs, but you know, and, and then Mark Rick came. Now there's a pretty good one. I'll give you that. Mark Rick to Kirby Smart was absolutely about as good as you could ask. I mean, Mark Rick won about ten games every year, right? Mark Rick uh, did not win a national championship, but neither did Georgia. I mean, Georgia went 40 years without winning a national title. We, we do forget about that. Yes, right now, they are absolutely uh, on top, okay? But they went, they, went half, they went half a century of being irrelevant if around here you measure success on championships. All right, let's come back. We got much more to do. 641-1010, best way to join us right here. On Into the Night. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, just got a good one here. The 4751 just said, uh, hey, Rick, any chance that you can line up Luke Fortner with Cam Robinson's doctor (laughs) during the (laughs) offseason? Very, very funny. Got to say, very, very funny. Getting a lot of feedback here on Snatch. Apparently, that is a very good movie that I I just, I don't, I'm just. Earlier, we were talking about English shows slash movies that Rick needs to check out. Uh, People love Peaky Blinders. Everybody was texting about that one. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I haven't seen it. Again, I get... I get. Um, That's a show. Yeah, I get blown... Uh, I get blown out with that accent. Yeah, Snatch is one of those. If you're not paying exact attention, you're not very uh, you know, good with British accents, you got to put on closed captions for that one. But it's worth it. Love that movie, man. Jason Statham, early Jason Statham. Okay. But it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, that was a Brad Pitt movie. Is Brad, he in it? Uh, Guy Ritchie is the director. Oh, Yeah, Brad Pitt is it. Brad Pitt plays a gypsy boxer. Really? And he's awesome in it. Is yeah, he- dude. Don't tell me he takes his shirt off. If so, of I'm going to come. I'm, I'm going straight home tonight and watching it. Of course it. he does. Right, I'll be home and by. He looks fantastic. I'll be home by eight thirty, and I'm, that's going straight <laughs> on. Accent. Yeah, I was told thirty-two years ago when I was trying to get into this. You, well, you'll never be able to do radio down here because of your Boston accent. Mm. I changed it. My Boston accent only comes out when I'm drinking heavily which I really need to do tonight after the Mike Norvell news. I mean, how spectacular is this? How about Jimmy Sexton? The amount of money he made for Mike Norvell, Dan Lanning, and Steve Sarkeesian. And then on top of that, he's an Urban, excuse me, he's a Nick Saban guy who retires and then brings in Kalen DeBoer. So he was responsible for five coaches and he got them all paid. 
And it's kind of brilliant the way that he works because I'm sure rivals, I'm sure right now at Auburn, and I'm sure right now in other SEC schools are going to say, well, yeah, Kalen DeBoer is coming, but he's really the third choice. They wanted Dan Lanning. They wanted Mike Norvell, right? That's always part of the recruiting game. You weren't the first choice. You don't know that. I don't know that. Kalen DeBoer could have been the first choice anyway. Happened with Norvell. A lot of people were saying Bob Stoops, Mark Stoops, James Franklin. You never know how that does take God, place. I remember the Bob Stoops buzz. Oh. <laughs> My good buddy J.P. Peterson over in Tampa was all over that. I mean, just swore by it that it was going to happen. Remember, um, what was his name? Florida State IDOC. Yeah, where's he Twitter. gone? I, I don't know, but he was like super famous a few years ago because he was, you know, he was pretty popular on FSU Twitter, but he was like adamant that I know Bob Suits or I have sources and it's happening. Like this is 100,000% happening. Talk about the comings and the goings. I, FSU IDOC. There's a guy I haven't heard, I haven't seen on Twitter in years. Yeah. I don't block it. disappeared after that. Yeah, I don't block anyone. I'm a skill guy. Don't ask me to block. I don't block. If you want to rip me, fine. Uh, I've muted, I'll mute here and there if it's like, but it's subject related. It's only for a, a period of time if I just become annoyed. But I, I want to say that the FSU IDOC, he dated previously Jimbo Fisher's current wife, his second wife, his new wife. And the only reason why I know that is he, absolutely told everyone told on Twitter everyone. whenever he had a chance. So he, it looks like he lost his Twitter or whatever. Oh. Because he has a new one started in August of this year. And his, you know how like you can write a little headline about yourself? He goes, my 15 minutes of fame is up. Well, at least he admits it. Yeah, I love that. But he's still tweeting about FSU stuff. Okay. Give him a follow. Yeah, this whole process of uh, of trying to find out where coaches are are – are, are just crazy. I mean, look at the situation here with Alabama. You, you had a television, uh, you know, a sports television host reporter two nights ago who apparently worked in Alabama come right out from somewhere in uh, in Eugene. And, and and let's be honest about this. If, if you have a job in Eugene, Oregon, your goal is to get out of Eugene, Oregon, right? He comes out and says, yeah, I've just heard that he's on his way. He's in Tuscaloosa, on his way to Tuscaloosa, yada, yada, goes on the news with it. And then he gets proven that that was totally incorrect. I had a buddy today. I, I know I asked you about this a few weeks ago. Are, are message boards still relevant? I've always been under the impression that they're really not because of social media, because of Twitter. But they're still around. And what have you. You told me about Reddit and, and some mm-hmm. stuff. I haven't done message boards for a very long period of time. But they only exist in the college football world. Okay. They really don't work in the pro world, do they? No. Okay. But someone sent me, a buddy of mine sent me something this, you know, late morning. And, and, and you know, I was- a Georgia guy, right? I was telling him, I was like, don't, I'm like, don't worry about the Norvell stuff. We said it last, I go, he's, he's staying. Again, I was told by people that I trust, including our buddy, big game, James Coleman, and, and some other former players that he's staying. And- he sends me this off a message board that says Mike Norvell 
has been in Jacksonville, and he's meeting with Alabama authorities today in Jacksonville. Well, he is in Jacksonville. I know that. Recruiting. He's recruiting, yes. I saw that in the ESPN article. I thought you were referring to, I saw on a Georgia message board like months back that someone had called the shot about Nick Saban leaving. Oh, really? But then when you watch the Reese Davis interview, it's like he didn't decide until like five minutes before he decided. So how could anybody have known? I mean, there was a decision that was going to be made at the end of the season. I guess everybody knew that, uh, or some people knew that. Um, but he was like, yeah, it was like 4.55. I had a team meeting at 5, and I was like, okay, I have to make a decision right now. Yeah. So he was still pretty undecided. Yeah, fascinating, this whole pursuit. And, and the most untold story of the day is Jared Mayo going the New England Patriots, promoted as a linebacker coach. It was thought of to be a two-team race there or a, two, a two-person race there with Jared Mayo and obviously uh, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel didn't even interview. They went directly to Jared Mayo. So one of the coaching vacancies out of the eight that are available has been filled. The Patriots, it is Jared Mayo replacing Bill Belichick. No. The Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. All right, Wild Card Weekend, six big games, including two tomorrow. Gotta love it. Absolutely do. Season totals, Blue 112 and 68, JJ 97 and 83. After a bad week for us both, I went six and four. JJ went five and five. Cleveland and Houston. Oh, I went six and four. You went five and five. You sure? I think I took Arizona. You took Seattle. Besides that, I think we took everyone exactly the same. It doesn't matter. I'm so far back. That documentation. <laughs> Hold on. I've got uh, I've got proof. I, I saved everything. Uh, you know, maybe I counted wrong. I, I kind of swear, uh, we both had Washington, that's a loss. We both had Pittsburgh a win. We both had Houston a win. We both had the Patriots a loss. We both had Chicago a loss. We both had Buffalo a win. We both had the Saints a win. Uh, you had... Did Arizona or Seattle win? Seattle won. Oh, did they? Yeah. So I was one okay. up on you. Right. That's both had my for some reason, I was like, okay, well, he got fired. So, that, oh, yeah, 21-20. No. Wow. Cleveland at Houston. Uh, I'll go first, so I'll give you an opportunity to go against me and, and pick up a game. Uh, this is a really hard game for me to handicap. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I'm going to take Houston here. It just feels like they're on the up. And yeah, I know Cleveland has really become one of the great stories here in the in the uh, the latter part of the season but I'm, I'm going to take the Texans. I agree. I I like the quarterback better. They're at home. I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to take Kansas City tomorrow night against Miami. Yeah, I like Kansas City to win, but uh the four and a half, I would probably take Miami to cover that. Well, be an interesting game should be a lot of fun. Is that the one that you got to stream to get? What's the yes, one that people it's on fleet? Peacock at 8 o'clock. I'm assuming you can go to a bar and it'll be there, but if you're at home, you can't watch it on network television. There's going to be a lot of people that... Don't realize that. Yeah. this 
have been disconnected and doing their going through their normal life. Work week. And especially, let's say you're a bothered Jaguars fan, you maybe shut things down this week, then all of a sudden you get ready and you're going to watch this first game, you get ready for game number two, and all of a sudden you get to look for it and you be like, you're like, oh, where the hell's deal the game? or no deal is on NBC right oh. now. Uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I'm going to stay with the home team here. I'll take the Bills. Bills big. I like the Bills to cover. This would be my bet of the week. See, beginning at uh, at 10 o'clock tonight, you can make 20 bucks an hour to show up at the stadium and begin shoveling. Uh, they're doing that in Buffalo. So they're going to provide food and hot chocolate and coffee and breaks uh, per hour. But apparently they are expecting just a ton of bad weather and a ton of snow in Buffalo. So uh, they've met three times before. Divisional round back in 74, 93, and 96. So really not as much of a rivalry as I thought could be the case. Obviously, when you get to Green Bay at Dallas, it's mm. all about Mike McCarthy. Won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Dallas hasn't won a Super Bowl in forever. And there's some feeling if they don't win this game, he could be fired as the coach. I think they do win that game on Sunday. I like the Cowboys. Yeah, I think they win. And like you said, if they lose, I think he's gone. But I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going to take a road team here. I'm going to take the Rams to upset the Lions. I like that pick. I think this is going to be the most fun game of the weekend, potentially. But uh, I like the Rams at home. I'm just going to go with the home team. Battle of two former number one picks and the return of Matthew Stafford. And obviously in Detroit, you have Jared Goff. Guys who were traded for each other. Yeah, you Eagles. Don't see that very often. No, you don't. Eagles and Bucks. Um, you know, everything about this says Philly. Philly, 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 Philly. It is one of those deals where, you know, not one of these games that I've mentioned do I really care. I know that's hard. It, it, you know, I, I think you, when you watch a game, either your head or your heart takes you to a team. It's hard to watch a game and not care. I actually believe it or not, have, have that ability somewhat. And especially today with – with uh, is fantasy still going on now during the playoffs? Or is fan- well, people even- do like like uh, daily fantasy. Okay. So, yeah, not the same, but yes. Yeah. But certainly betting, that will affect you, you, no doubt. But I don't do that as well. So, uh, this is a game where I'll find myself rooting for Tampa Bay. I just don't like Philly. But – my head is saying Philly's going to win this game, so I'm going to take a road team there as well. Yeah, and this game is, brings me back to, like, middle school when Dungy or Gruden played Andy Reid in the NFC title game or the playoffs, like, every year. Like, the Eagles and the Bucks played every single year in the playoffs, and it was awesome. I don't think that this game's going to be up there with that, but I'm looking forward to just seeing those two colors out on the field. During a playoff game. I'm rolling with the Eagles. There you have it. We both like Houston at home against Cleveland, Kansas City at home against Miami, Buffalo at home against Pittsburgh, Dallas at home against Green Bay. And then the last two games, I'm going to take the road team, Los Angeles. JJ will take Detroit at home. We're both taking Philadelphia in Tampa. Season numbers, 112 and 68 for Baloo, 97 and 83 for uh, JJ. And and this Philadelphia-Tampa game, Philadelphia is very – reminiscent of Jacksonville. Philadelphia began the year 10 and 1. Jags start 8 and 3. Philadelphia's 1 and 5 in their last 6. And and Tampa began 4 and 7 and they're 5 and 1 in their last 6. I want to say the only game they lost was that game in Atlanta, right? They played some some Correct. pretty good football here down the stretch. So 
Uh, road teams last year won two games, four and two for the home team in the wild card round in 2023, January of 2023. We'll see what happens with the wild card teams here in the wild card round of 2024. Let me remind you a great deal this weekend is certainly Sunday at the Blue Crab Crab House. Okay, $2.50 Bloody Marys, $2.50. Mimosas doors open at high noon on Sunday, and that is good until 12. Of course, they're open tonight as well until 9 o'clock, but on Sunday, $2.50 Bloody Marys, $2.50 Mimosas at the Blue Crab Crab House. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Well, and I love my truck. I do. It's a GMC Sierra right there from Key, the GF as well, and her Buick Enclave. We got them both right there at Key Buick GMC. It's across the street from Tinseltown, Southside, and Kate. They'll be open tomorrow. Go go by and say hello to them. And uh, the lot is full, okay? Brand new 24s, brand new 23s that are still available. Plenty of other vehicles as well to fit any budget. Incredible incentives. Used vehicles. So go on by and say hello. As always, when you purchase a brand-new vehicle from Key, it comes with the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Today, it's all about Mike Norvell and Florida State. It has been absolutely brutal on FSU fans, really since the injury to Jordan Travis. But I get it. They went on and won, knocked off Florida and knocked off uh, Louisville. But whether it was five-star flips um, and Norvell still ended up with the best recruiting class that he's had in his career at Florida State. And then obviously the bowl game and the NCAA news that, that rolled in yesterday. It's just been one thing after another. I, I'm very happy that Florida State fans know that they can enjoy their Friday night and they can enjoy their weekend, uh, that your coach has stayed on. He has signed Obviously, most of you are aware of that. It's an eight-year contract extension for Mike Norvell, somewhere in the neighborhood of $80 million. So, Mike Norvell staying at Florida State. His agent, Jimmy Sexton, did what he does best. That is, he got his man paid. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. You got a whole bunch of different best dad Mickey Mouse shirts, different colors, different. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got like three or four of them. They really that was kind of the thing this year, the Christmas theme, if you will, from uh, Forrest and Heidi. So hey, man, and Forrest picked them. it out online too. Uh, he picked uh, this one out and the gray one out. He picked two of them out online, which is I mean, he's a wonderful shopper. So instead of getting it there at Disney, will cost ten times the amount of money. He's like, no. Mom, let's go to the computer. Let's find the best shirts for Dad. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it progresses with him because uh, he's either going to love Disney or he's going to hate it in about three years, and there's not going to be really in between because he's been so many times already. So we're curious to see what path he goes down once he turns, you know, seven, eight years old. From experience, because my daughter's older than than your son, I, I, I think what could happen is you go from Disney to Universal. I think Universal, SeaWorld, he's starting to like SeaWorld. Um, and he's starting to get into roller coasters. He's 40 inches tall now, which is a big mark, because now he can ride Tower of Terror. Oh, cool. And he can ride Thunder Mountain. 
And, uh, you know, if you put a four-year-old on Tower of Terror, I was a lot more nervous than he was, but he loved it. So, yeah, I think Universal, Bush Gardens, those are pretty soon down the pipeline here. I always liked Universal more than than Disney because of that Irish bar in the middle of Universal. Ah, yes. Right by the, uh, was it the the tornado ride or the earthquake ride or her, whatever one it was, uh, but it was right there. I, haven't I been can't remember U- the name. I haven't been to Universal in forever. I remember the bar you're talking about. I worked at Nickelodeon for two summers before I started in radio uh, when I was 16 and 17 years old. And in fact, if I didn't get into this line of work, that's probably the direction I would have gone. I loved yeah. Universal back in the day because I got in for free when I worked for Nickelodeon. It was great. It's a pretty good Irish bar, too. They'd have live entertainment. You know, a guy playing, usually one guy up there playing a the guitar, singing Irish song. Again, I can't remember the name, but... Uh, it's right there in the smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, half times, uh, excuse me, uh, Jackson up by three over North Florida, 36-33. Uh, that is JU in the River City Rumble during halftime. What do you got coming up tonight? Yeah, obviously we're going to talk a lot about Florida State. And, and look, um, I'm telling, you know, I got Gator buddies that are upset about it. Some are laughing. I think it's a great move for Florida State. Mike Norvell has done a great job. But the irony is you rewind the clock back. 17 months to August of 2022. And if I were to tell you, Rick Ballou, that Mike Norvell at that point is going to get an eight-year, $80 million extension, you would have laughed in my face, as would everybody listening right now. And I'm going to correlate that to Billy Napier. I don't think 17 months from now, Billy Napier is going to sign an eight-year, $80 million deal. But you certainly would have said the same exact thing about Mike Norvell. Yeah, and right or wrong, I'll never walk back what I've previously stated. And I couldn't have been more down on him after beginning the year losing four in a row and losing to Jacksonville State. Then they gave him the contract before the start of a year ago, and I was like, why? Mm -hmm. Where's the rush here? Because during that three-game losing streak during the 2022 season, I had people asking me what his contract buyout was. And again, that's what's great about fans is that they'll never admit it. But so many of them out there listening privately to themselves are saying, yeah, I wanted Norvell out after they didn't play uh, prevent defense against Jacksonville State. But that's the way fans are. I mean, you followed on Twitter Sunday during the Jaguars game from that opening drive on when they settled for three just the way the fans went nuts. Fire Peterson, fire press, Tre- uh, Trevor's not it, Caldwell's got to go. It's That's the way thing things are today, but fans forget and forgive real quickly. They'll, they'll, Billy Napier comes out and beats Miami on opening day. Those fans will forget immediately if he wins football games. That's exactly right. I mean, people dressed in clown costumes two years ago to protest, I guess, Trent Balky. And then all of a sudden, Balky did a great job when they were in the playoffs last year, and now Balky's terrible again. So it's it's what's great about being a fan. It's what makes sports what it is. All right, have a lot of fun tonight. Thanks, Rick. That's Hack. He's coming up right now. That's going to do it for us, folks. I don't check the text line. Now the show is over. It is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. If you want to get me over the weekend, I'm always available on Twitter or X, right? You can get me blue1010. XL. Thank you to the Philly Rooster for joining us on this Friday. Our producer is JJ LaSalva. My name is Rick Ballou. Have a safe weekend. I will talk with you next Monday at 6 o'clock right here on your home of the Jaguars.